to the Stay at Home Mom Yarai podcast. You are about to listen to my mom. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like it, please give it five stars. Thank you. and welcome to the stay-at-home mom yeah right podcast i'm thrilled to be joined by jennifer stafford she is a licensed psychotherapist practicing in manhattan where she runs ivy relationship consultants she received both of her master's degrees in psychological counseling from columbia university and a bachelor's degree in psychology from san diego state university welcome to my podcast jennifer how are you today i'm well i'm well thank you sarah thank you it's a pleasure to be here Thank you for taking your time. I appreciate it. Uh, you're a psychotherapist. How did you get into this work? Um, get into it. I mean, I, I definitely did a lot of schooling, did internships, did a whole bunch. But if you say what made me think about psychology, I think that since I was young, I've always observed and paid attention to people, watched and tried to figure out how to interact with folks. I don't know why I just leaned towards it. And then in high school, I was that friend that everybody went to to talk about the boyfriends doing this. This is what's going on. And so when I learned that you could get paid to talk to people, I stayed on that path. <laughs> Perfect. Um, who were your mentors? A lot of guidance counselors. My dad died when I was 16 and they pulled me in and had me do guidance counseling. And I was like, what's this about? And the lady was talking to me and going back and forth. And I was like, this is your job, you know? And so she became a mentor and then counselors thereafter in different school programs became mentors and then eventually professors and that kind of thing. What has helped you get through this past year? Being pandemic. being a therapist. I got so popular being here in New York. Oh, I bet. I bet you're thriving. (laughs) (laughs) Being here in New York City um, in March of 2020, when everything was happening, a lot of people were dying initially. And so I really did a lot of therapy with, or just kind of held space for doctors and nurses, dealing with all the uncertainty of what was going on. What do we do? How do we do it? And so I was doing therapy five six days a week that's what I've been doing or I've decreased it now but I really hit the ground running with a lot of therapy and do you put those um what you do for others do you put that into practice in your own life as well Oh, I have to. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 harder when you're called upon to, hey, can I can I do this? Can I do that? Can I like I have a, a waiting list till uh, mid 2022. Oh, my goodness. It's really because one therapist of color has been um, something that's not a big thing. And so I had a lot of people saying, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. But in order to continue to push myself, I have to take care of myself. And so I do a lot of sleeping. (laughs) I do a lot of sitting down, alone time, disconnecting, just kind of sitting and being in my own world, a lot of reading, a lot of self-care so that I could keep going. Can you explain why it's important for people, especially in the Black community, to get over the stigma of seeking professional mental health help? I think that, I mean, I go back to the stigma being around like mental illness instead of mental health. It feels like when we think of mental health, we think of mental illness, but there's mental 
illness and mental wellness, and that comprises mental health, kind of like physical health and physical illness, right? And so there's the, there's a proactive practice of mental health that's called mental wellness. And I think that I like to teach my clients about that. Like, that's a big component of it because I, I come across a lot of people that are like, mental health means that you're unwell, you're this and this and that. And so it's almost like already starting off from a skewed perspective. Mm. I read that you said, I believe that until we validate our human experience, the stigma will persist. What do you mean by this? It gets deep. <laughs> it's 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 the idea that we're all human beings having this human experience and we've got you know different races ethnicities religions languages all of this stuff but I see a diverse group of clients right like after this I've got a client in Croatia I've got a client wow. in Germany and I've got a client in Senegal and okay. so right and these are people that don't look like me we don't speak the same language all the time but there's there's a commonality in the fact that we're human beings and people are having a crisis they're crying we cry tears we all cry tears yeah. right and so it's just this idea that we're all human beings at the end of the day and to hold a space for a human being there's uniqueness in the way that you hold it but to hold a space for a human being is holding a space for a human being right why is this mental health conversation severely overdue? Even though we've been going to doctors our whole life, why is it such a stigma when it comes to our brain health? It's, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's mental health is a brain-based condition. Right. And thinking about the brain really isn't a thing that a lot of people practice doing unless you're in the field of some kind of profession. But mental health is essentially how we think, feel, and act. And if we don't pay attention to how we think, feel, and act, and we have to go out there and interact with other people, what's happening, right? Like a lot of chaos ensues. A lot of people don't check in with themselves. A lot of stuff happens because we're not paying attention to how we think, feel, and act. And that's Mm -hmm. mental health. How can one take control of their mental health? Pay attention to it. It's it's baby steps, right? Like the whole Mm. idea that mental health is not equivalent to mental illness. It's a concept to be digested, right? Because a lot of people understand mental health as mental illness. So it's reactive. It must mean that you've taken yourself to a point where now you need treatment instead of you upkeep and take care of your being, right? And so that's very different in my mind. And that's how I, I support my clients is, just start to pay attention to yourself. A lot of us distract ourselves from ourselves. Mm. What are the biggest issues you are seeing today over a, over a year into the pandemic? I, I think that I'm seeing the same stuff I saw. It's just amplified, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's brought to the surface a little more. And so trauma, being reactive, really it, it, it all kind of for me boils down to you don't know how to operate yourself. Like what's your operating system? Do you know the operating system of your computer or your cell phone? Mm. And so if you know the operating system of your computer or your cell phone or Twitter or whatever other social media, better than you know how you operate. When someone says something that makes you sad, what do you do? If someone says something that makes you angry, what happens, right? Understanding how these things impact you, you then understand, hold on. I can do this or I can do that. A lot of times people just react instead of respond. 
And respond is when you apply that pause of thinking to what do I want to do, right? Because they say, you made me feel. How does someone else make you feel? That How does someone else make you feel something within yourself? It's hard for me to understand that, right? And so it's this idea that what that person said impacted you and you had a reaction to those words and now you're having an emotional experience. And that emotional experience can be controlled by you because you can allow yourself to figure out, hold on. They just made me mad. What do I want to do? Do I want to like cuss them out? Do I want to breathe and prioritize my energy? It's about choice and understanding that you have a choice in how you operate yourself. And I think most people probably don't think that they have a choice. They just Mm -hmm. react immediately to the situation, right? Right. And when you talk about Black communities or communities of color, like we got to go back to the history of reactivity and conditioning and how we are raised and this idea of survival mechanisms. And then when those survival mechanisms are no longer needed because a certain progress has been met, new teaching has to happen, right? Because a lot of people are trying to survive environments and having traumatic reactions when they're no longer in those traumatic, most often childhood situations, Mm -hmm. but we've learned these coping mechanisms or our parents pass them down or their, our grandparents pass them down. And so it's, it's that piece of, it's not personal. It's just what people have learned. And so what I help people understand is that, well, you can learn something else, you know? So it's unpacking a lifetime of what we've learned right yeah and that even when you say when you say lifetime absolutely this this is a situation it's mental health is it's not easy but it's simple right it's simple but it's not easy it's that idea of we're going to unpack it but if you've been doing this for three decades it's not going to take us three decades to unpack it we're talking about insistence consistence and persistence that's how we build new neural pathways in our brain and so when kids, that zero to six, when kids are learning, when you say, my kid is sounding like me, why are they sounding like you? <laughs> They've absorbed their environment. That not that the yeah. cutest thing they did? This and they're being you because you are modeling for them what a human being does in this life. Right. And so it's that idea of now teach it to yourself, but you have to be conscious. A little kid is just absorbing it. When you're older, you've got to be conscious and apply it. And that's the hard part. The hard part is to stop yourself, check in and say, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this. And you got to keep doing it for at least like 23, 25, 26 days, right? Like you've got to get your brain used to the fact that this is a thing that we do now. This is an option. So you open yourself up to choice. What can our society do to make mental health a priority? I still think people are like embarrassed to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a lot. It's 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 really challenging because it's just that that honor the human experience piece. It's you're a human being, so if something is hurting you, if you felt a feeling, like you can validate the feeling. How about validate your emotions? Don't call vulnerability weakness. Call it courageousness because you're allowing yourself to be seen. So many people don't want themselves to be seen and they think that they can hide themselves from themselves. How do you do that? Right. <laughs> right? And so it's that idea of how are you hiding yourself from yourself? And now you've created a different reality and now you're having a fight with someone. And you guys are coming from two different places because you've been dishonest with yourself. I had that in a session last night where the husband said, they've whole 45 minutes argument, right? And I'm helping them. And then at the end, he was like, okay, 
I don't want you to financially carry this. This is a couple of color. I don't want you to financially carry this. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I've been delaying. She's yelling at him, telling him, you're not, you're not prioritizing. You're not this. And he's like, I don't have the money until Monday. And I just right now realize that I got frustrated with you. I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at it all because I can't just say, baby, I got it. I'm going to go do it right now. I have to wait till Monday. But they've been fighting for the week because he didn't allow himself the compassion for himself to validate. Are you being hard on yourself because you don't have the money right now? Wow. Um, How do you help your clients reach the results they are looking for? Stay with them. I, I like, I'm not an expert on anybody but myself, and I'm still working on trying to figure out me, right? And so what I tell my clients is I act like a mirror and I hold the mirror up and you tell me this is what you want. And so we walk together, making sure we hold you accountable. A big piece of not getting to where we want to go in life is that we lose accountability for ourselves. Like we stop the emotions most often get in the way of I'm discouraged now, I'm this now. And so I really hold a mirror up and I compassionately bring them back, compassionately. I validate them, right? Like I keep returning them to their humanity of, you want this. This is what you want. It's important. Don't give up on yourself. Let's go, you know? Mm. That's great. What would you tell your, your younger self? It's okay. Like they're laughing at you isn't personal. Mm. right like I I think that I come from a a very mixed background and I was raised in Central Valley of California and I had Jamaican father and he was probably one of one Jamaicans in that town and so it was it was a I was very different and my mom presents like she's white and so kids I as a suburb of white kids and they would say who's that white lady picking you up and I was like what white lady I don't I don't know what white lady they're talking about right and so it's just this idea of it's not personal. Like what people, right. the bullying or the whatever people are doing, they're struggling within themselves and they don't know what to do with it. So they throw it to you. This is that disregarding of mental health where you're not paying attention to how you think, feel, and act. And you've got to teach your children how to pay attention to how they think, feel, and act. I've had so many men tell me, eighth grade, like I remember when I was like, I'm not going to cry because they said that that was the girl thing to do. Mm. I'm not going to cry. But then when they're in the relationships, the woman is asking them, how come you're not validating my feelings? He was just conditioned to not validate his. And so the expectation for him to validate yours, do we see how that it's not lining up? (laughs) Right, right, right. Wow. Um, With everything you're doing um, for others in your practice, uh, do you have time to just take a pause and for self-care? I know you said you just like to chill out. Um, do you do anything else <laughs> besides chill out? I mean, I I do relax a lot. I'm I'm a very like relaxed, very mm-hmm. kind of even kill person. So I do I like old school movies. I was raised in a village where like I had my great aunts and my great grandmother and my great grandfather, and I was right. Ra- they came from Oklahoma. Uh, during the Dust Bowl, and they found land in a random part of Central California that looked like it was Oklahoma. And so I was raised running on dirt roads, but we went to school in the town, but I'm from California, right? That's already like, what? (laughs) Right. And so I I appreciate a lot of stillness. I appreciate 
looking, just sitting out, looking outside, looking at the ocean, looking at the water, listening to music, listening to reggae, you know. Amazing. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for taking your time to speak with me today. I'm sure my audience will totally be, be blessed by all that you have to offer. Thank you. Oh, and where can people find you? Absolutely. Um, my, my website is ivyrelationships.com or I'm on psychology today. I don't have any availability, unfortunately, for therapy, but I did write a book called The Restructuring, Who Are You? And so if people want some kind of therapeutic support, it's therapeutic poetry that could at least support you. You can find that on Amazon. Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you. You have just listened to the Stay at Home Mom Yeah Right podcast with my mom. I hope you enjoy listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you liked it, please give it five stars. Thank you. Thank you.